This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Coffee in Hand, episode yes. 31. Yep, I was drinking coffee as you said that. Thus it begins. <laughs> Thus it begins, number 31. Yeah, Josh, we're coming off of a really cool event. We are. You know, we had our coffee tasting event in celebration of 750 subscribers. Yes. Which was, I think it was a success. We you know what? Time. I had fun. Yes, I did I too. I had fun. And you know, yeah. I hopefully the people that were there, if you were there, yeah. uh, you know, and you enjoyed it, this isn't just to like inflate our ego yeah. we genuinely like because we thought it was fun yeah uh if you thought it was fun throw a comment on there or if you didn't think it, if you're like eh, actually i thought it would be something different put that in the comments too yeah we would, we would love feedback maybe i was thinking just uh as i sat down on the chair here maybe we make that a semi-regular thing maybe That'd not with like the giveaways and stuff like that sure. but like just a connection point where we yep. come together with people and subscribers drink coffee yeah oh absolutely like, Dude, you, man, just the variety that we had, so good. We had a ton of really, who, really wonderful real coffee. Real quick, I want to, uh, who was the roaster? Skyler did that. that Skyler Koblenz. Yeah, he did that Japanese. Cold pour, yeah. Cold pour. But was that, was the black and white or what was yes, the roaster? Black and white roasters is what they're called. So that was definitely a unique, uh, one of their tasting notes. Do you remember that? It was pixie sticks, pixie sticks, pixie sticks. Yeah, and lucid. <laughs> the word lucid. Some of which, these were like, that's not even a flavor. Doesn't like, lucid is, mean like you're mostly awake or like you're like with it? Yeah, like connected. You're, you're together. Yeah. How does something taste? I don't know. <laughs> that don't was know. that was pretty. So that was a little bit different out there. Uh, <laughs> yes, but it was delicious. That was probably. Yeah. I would say of all the one I did. I don't know, four or five different, like mm -hmm. that was probably my favorite one flavor wise. Yeah. So it was brewed very well. Skylar did a great job. Ben did a great job. Lily, uh, we had a lot of great coffee. Corvus, Kova, uh, black and white. Uh, we had some from, uh, what, where else? I'm well, we gave think. away the Kova bag. Yes. The Kova bag. So we, I don't we think had we actually, Perla. yeah, we had Perla because I don't, I don't um, think we actually drank any of the Kova. We gave we away didn't. that bag of Ethiopian uh, yes. from Kova. Which is a good Ethiopian. We've had it before. I've had that from Kova. Kova is a fantastic roaster in Portland. Um, but yeah, Perla was great. But I do think that the Corvus Gesha was probably took the show. But I don't know, though. The black and white roasters with the pixie stick. That was really and good. And lime zest. Again, uh, mm -hmm. who did? Uh, Lily was brewing King State. King State. That was yep. a good mm -hmm. that Nutty. was a good cup of coffee. Chocolatey, sort um, of darker. Now, you yep. were you were pulling shots with an Ethiopian. So we did have an Ethiopian, right? Yes. That's what you were pulling shots Yeah, at. I pulled shots from Say and from, oh, what was the first bag? Oh, shoot. I've got my my notes somewhere, okay. but the say was very, very good. S-E-Y. That's a roaster in Brooklyn. Very, very, very good um, coffee. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of roasters, and we said this at the coffee party, right? Uh, Skyler, one of the guys who came and yeah. brewed, like he runs a, a, a local-ish. Yes. He's in Middlebury. Yes. So, you know, local uh, roaster. Tetherroasters.com. Check them out. So if, uh, if you're looking um, to try some new coffee, check out. Kind of mission-minded. Uh, Skyler and well, his, yeah. Alyssa were in Thailand 
um, God has called them to be missionaries and they still have that calling in their lives. It's interesting. They're, they're a great young family, just had their first child, uh, not too long ago. And, um, so they were in Thailand doing mission work and they were coffee people and they met with a farmer and they just decided to start doing their own thing. He, he actually is, he has barista training by like the world, uh, the S I think it's called the SCA. Yeah. He has like legit barista training. Huh. He knows how to do cupping and, and he kind yeah. of came and hung he's out super with mild spoken. Party. He's a soft spoken cool. Skylar. If you're watching, we know you're way more pro than uh, way more pro than I am. Uh, but yeah, well, and, and that gets to something, right? So, so <laughs> somebody at the coffee party said, Oh, like somebody asked me like, I mean, what's the big deal with Christians and coffee? And I was <laughs> well, no, and I was thinking about this. I was yeah. thinking about this, and I actually think it's kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like in a sense, it's a it's a way we it's an art form. It is okay. Mm-hmm. If it, it is good, I'm I'm thinking out loud, which mm-hmm. is not my specialty. Um, like we're taking something in creation mm-hmm. and trying to be creative with it, right? I mm-hmm. I you know if you look at us as image bearers of God, mm-hmm. right? God is a creator. Mm-hmm. Right? There is there are echoes of that within us, and I mm. think so. Like when we look at the the amount of of uh, energy that we put into <laughs> a cup of coffee, and you yeah. think, well, isn't it just coffee? Well, yeah. no, like this is like this is a, a work of art. It I is. don't know. I, I was just, I'm I was with just, you, Josh. I was spinning that around. It's kind of like yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, you've got people that are, you know, you gifted with uh, the visual art. Maybe it's painting mm-hmm. or drawing or or photography, mm-hmm. right? Like this is mm-hmm. the way they engage with create. creation mm-hmm. and create. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got musicians. Yep. Right. I we mean, create. You've got people. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to put these mm-hmm. chords and these words together to to make something. Yeah. Right? We create. I think it's the same way with food, right? I mean, and 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 beverage right you've got you've got this little bean but look at the amount of things inside that people, of a fruit you're right the, the amount of things that people have come up with to do yeah with this little bean from inside this yeah fruit. yeah it's it's pretty amazing it's crazy and some of the coffee we had speaking of the art of being creative with coffee we had coffee that was grown at different elevations it was from different countries different roasters and processed in different ways the way that you process a coffee bean in the cherry affects it was it natural washed was it anaerobic which anaerobic means it was slightly fermented not alcoholic in any way uh but there was one that we drank at the event that had a anaerobic honey process so i'm assuming that there was some natural honey added during the, I don't know, Skylar could tell us probably. Um, and he, it, it, for, for tether roasters, by the way, as well, he has a natural washed tether, a uh, Thailand bean, uh, bean from Thailand, and then just a regular. And I will tell you, I've had both. The natural is, it's really, really tasty coffee. Yeah. So rock and roll. And he told me, he told me that he actually helped get some seed into his, his Thai uh, farmer friend's hands. And he has a hundred, uh, geisha variety plants planted on his farm which is that are we drinking that uh that Corvus we are not we, okay we are uh, not we talked about that saturday i didn't know what we ended up drinking so so today we are drinking again this is the last bag from chris colbert oh the third one from grouchy guys yes from Gr- grouchy guys uh roasters this is an ethiopian harar which okay. is which is uh, i don't know if i'm even saying that right this is really good so you gotta you gotta remind us because we've had the ethiopian sakura 
We have yeah. the Ethiopian Yerga chef. Yep, Bombay. What is the, like, uh, remind me, because if mm -hmm. I knew, I totally forgot. These are the regions. Okay, that's the region. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Harar like mm -hmm. is a region in Ethiopia. Yep. Yerga chef is, is like a county or a town or an area where Yerga okay. chef type. But Yerga chef particularly are very, very top end coffees. Yergs are really, really special. This is really good coffee. So this is the I brewed this in a Kalita 185 uh, at setting seven on my Easy Presso grinder. And uh, it drew down in about three and a half minutes. So, and it was a one by 16 brew. Very, very, I, I like this. This is good. It is, it's, it's less fruity. It's a little more the other Ethiopians that mm -hmm. we've had. Like when I mm -hmm. when I took the first sip, I thought, huh. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was an Ethiopian at the point, but it. Mm -hmm. I would not have gone fruity. Yeah, more of like the chocolate nutty. Yes. Type flavors. Well, I what the trend that I'm noticing, and Chris Col Colbert, if you're ever watching our podcast, I don't know. We if, should. I don't if, know if Rod if, has sent him our po podcast, but what I have noticed about Chris's roasts, all the different roasts that he sent us. The Colombian, by the way, I wish I had another bag of that because the espresso shots I got from the Columbia from Mr. Chris Colber were some of the best shots I've pulled out of my little machine. At any rate, uh, Chris tends towards, as a roaster, it seems to be more towards a medium. Which and you you typically do light. I generally drink a light roast, and I, that's my preference because you do get a little more of those fruity citrus notes, but you get more chocolatey, rounded, almond, nutty, uh, dense flavors uh, with a more medium roast. And then okay. you get to the dark roast, and you get a uh, liquid ashtray. <laughs> wet, wet cigarette taste. That's for my wife. We're all our drinks, dark roast people. At. <laughs> she loves French roast or Italian roast, which is... That's how I started drinking coffee. We used to drink this coffee called Coffee Fools, coffeefools.com. And it was a French roast and you would get it and you'd open the bag and the beans would be stuck to the side of it. It was so greasy and oily. The oh. oils were so, and you would, we did French press and the oil would come to, it was like a slick on top of the, the coffee. So, I mean, is the oil, like that's from being like a darker, yeah, harder like roast. The more you roast it, mm -hmm. the more oily it the is greasier it gets yeah huh. mm -hmm. yep i do know and you've that. cooked a tremendous amount of the caffeine out like we've talked about before well, yeah because you said the light roast that mm -hmm. tends to be higher which is an interesting thing i i i talked to one of our participants at the coffee event mm -hmm. and you know we had for those of you that were there obviously you know we did little like 2.75 why did we not bring one of those to the show uh sheesh yeah we should have but we had little like next time podcast branded espresso mugs yeah and so like we were doing ounce. like we were doing like half of that so you're getting maybe an ounce and a quarter yeah per pour just yes. to, just to taste it yep and i remember talking to one of the participants and they had three of those and they were like <laughs> they were buzzing like they were like Was i normally sheila yeah, I wasn't going to call her well, out. Well, she but. put it on Facebook, so it's public knowledge. She said she wanted to climb Mount Everest, I think. <laughs> Which I think she said she normally drinks quite a bit of coffee. Yeah. And those, you know, maybe but total kind of, like of coffee. four or five ounces that she had <laughs> yes. of, of what we brewed. Which, I mean, you said, uh, Saturday, I think you said, because you had done a cold brew. I did. Not the Japanese I did a gallon. pour over, mm -hmm. but you did you did a, some cold brew. Yes. And you said that's what, twice the caffeine it's content? It's twice the caffeine content because it's not brewed with heat. So the, the key to know about coffee is anytime you're introducing heat, you are taking caffeine out. You're cooking 
It's mm -hmm. a cooking process, right? Uh, that's why the lighter roast coffee retains more of the caffeine. So, yeah. So I the the lady who won the the big Nancy, big Nancy yeah. and then her friend's name was Kathy, correct? Uh, Rebecca's. Rebecca's who she was hanging out with. Okay. Yeah. Those two ladies, I know they listen and watch. I was blown away. I, they kept coming back for espresso. Rebecca and Nancy, I was like, they drank, I think, each four double espressos. And they drank probably they have some of the cold brews. And they all drank that stuff two or three of the cold brews, and I kept telling them, "Like you're, they're like, we're fine. We could take it. We do." It. I was like, <laughs> "You ladies are sturdy, powerful uh, coffee drinkers." So it was, it was. I was pretty impressed with that. I would have been like, uh. "Yeah, if I get too much, I didn't. I had yeah. again. I had, I had four or five of the mm -hmm. the, the ones that we had, and I, I didn't feel like I was, yeah, you know, tripping over myself or anything. No, but no. yeah, usually if I have too much caffeine, I get a little jittery." I had far more than I normally do. Were far you, were more. Were you feeling it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could feel the caffeine definitely. Okay. Yeah, because I had, I had like one of those two ounces of the cold brew. Um, then I had two double shots. I had the Gesha, and I had a, a, a taste of the say. But then I had a considerable amount of the Jap, not considerable amount. Uh, some of the Japanese cold pour, and I had some of the hot of that um, that Skylar brewed in the oh. Kalita. Um, Oh, I didn't have any of that hot. Gosh, that, that I only, was I only really did the, good I coffee. Only did the, I only did the cold. Shout out. I'll send a link to him. Pastor Zach Vasquez turned me on to both of those roasters, uh, King State and Black and White Roasters. I texted him because he his friend is at Perla. He's friends with the Q Grader. Which there. we did have some Perla there. We did yeah. have some Perla. We're about to have a bunch more Perla. Okay. Because, uh, well, you'll be watching or listening to this on Wednesday, this coming Sunday after church. I'm flying to Philadelphia for work and my friend Zach, I'm going to a pastor's conference. My friend Zach will be there as well. And he's actually bringing me, I, I think five pounds. Holy moly. I cannot wait. I'm That's bring a lot it back. of coffee. Yeah. So are we not shooting podcasts next week? No, we're not. Oh, okay. We're forgot not shooting, to, we're I forgot not to tell him either, week. either that or we'll do it Sunday after church. We'll, well, <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm going to Philadelphia next week for work. Um, I go to pastors' conferences for this sort of stuff: podcasting, radio, uh, TV, blah blah blah. So his, his day job. Yes, my my. Uh, I say I do uh, post production to pay the bills, and I'm a worship arts pastor for fun. There you go. <laughs> That's nice. Well, hey, uh, thanks again to uh, to Chris for the, the Chris uh, Colbert. Coffee. Cheers through the chups yeah. uh chris if you do manage to hear this and you ever want to be on the podcast to talk about coffee that's yeah. fun yeah that could be fun and if you do get this would you uh email us a link where we can buy your coffee jb at the radiant life dot church or josh at the radiant life dot church i would love to buy another bag of that colombian because that was the crema alone was just oh was it the creme de la crema yeah, yes <laughs> it was glorious i mean it was just really 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 creamy and oh lovely stuff love it yeah so all right well hey we uh continued yesterday at church mm -hmm. in our awakened series we went a little further into acts chapter eight Pastor mm -hmm. Brandon kicked off Acts chapter 8 the week before, mm -hmm. and Pastor Ryan was back in the saddle mm -hmm. yesterday, and we did Acts 8, verses 9 through 25, mm -hmm. and he titled this message of the faith that isn't. Mm -hmm. So uh, where do you want to start? Uh, man, what a great message. Um, we've talked about this several times on the podcast, 
you know, this, this encounter that we all had at 41 hours, we still, I don't remember what year it was or when that happened. Do you know the year? Was it 16 or 17? Uh, it was probably 17. Okay. Maybe 18, maybe 18. Cause the first year I went was 16 and that would have that been, that was Tim when we Elmore. had like Jeff Mannion and Tim Elmore. Yeah. Um, 41 hours. Sorry. We, we use this like everyone knows what it means. 41 hours is a conference that the great lakes region of the Wesleyan church puts on, uh, for pastors and leaders once a year. It's 41 hours long, which is why they call it that. Yep. We're and not like Wesleyans are not, not creative. creative in what we yeah. name things. No, we're yeah. like, Oh, it's a yeah. day on a boat. Let's call it. Boat. boat day yes <laughs> well, and like the worship team we and ryan is actually hosting is we, we are playing at uh the regional conference yes it's which is the, the conference, conference for, for our region, region. <laughs> are you yeah. guys playing again we are okay yes. now are you doing just the the gr one or are you guys going to all four no just the gr so this is bananas josh we are going to be at frontline leading at okay. frontline and there's going to be at the same time three other worship leaders at different campuses and they're doing some kind of simulcast like switching from campus to campus matt and i can't say his last name matt one of the tech guys for the glr is pulling this off and it is like Pow. so these are all simultaneous Bro. i did not know that we'll have a producer and because we, we man we've yeah. <laughs> i did not know that yes because last year we were all together in in wherever illinois Yes, we Naperville. Naperville. We were Naperville, yeah, Wheaton yeah, yeah. College. Yeah, yeah, Wheaton College. That was wonderful. But yeah, so 41 hours years ago, this was when it was at the Amway in uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, shout out to the Amway. We love that hotel. It's a fun spot. A lot of great memories there. Good restaurants. But the scissors there. were open. The scissors. Sally. Sal pal. You keep those scissors open. <laughs> Sorry. Inside joke. I've told her. I've told her, dude, when like when she dies. And this isn't me. Like, yes. I've told her this to her face. Yes. When she dies, I'm sneaking a pair of open scissors into her cast. Yes. Like, that's, uh, that's going to happen. So. <laughs> Sally Heidloff, a mighty, mighty we love her. of God. We love yeah. her. So we were at 41 hours and we were all exposed to the, to the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues in, in sort of a unique way. Um, and that sort of kicked off sort of a, a, a short, well, no, I would say a long fuse experience in the whole Wesleyan yeah, district, yeah. you know, just year each year it was like, Oh, there's a little bit more of an opening. And Ryan again, yesterday, uh, kind of shared his own experience with, and I'll use his language, stiff arming a third of the Trinity. Um, but what I found probably the most, uh, one of the most, uh, uh amazing things was his description of the life without the Holy Spirit being deficient. Mm. This the faith that is Yeah, isn't. yeah. He talked about the the there's a faith that is deficient. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, and he had for those of you that didn't uh if you've only heard the message, right? Like Go check it out. It's published. You somewhere. can see it, right? But I mean mm -hmm. he had on stage these two doors. He said this this door, this is Jesus, this door, this is Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the idea that many of us open the door to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? I mean, which, which I mean is, is what our salvation is through. Our salvation is through Jesus. Yes. Um, but he said, then we 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 try to live out our Christian life, never opening the door to Holy Spirit, and mm -hmm. and it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And I loved uh, the word in second service that was given. Right? It's like, man, you can't you can't live in this gap, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't. I, I mean, what it all boils down to, I don't know that you can open the door to Jesus and maintain any sort of of real Christianity 
without ever opening the door to Holy Spirit. It's impossible. Because that's where transformation happens. Yes. And that's where, I mean, Ryan, he, what did he say? It uh, was a great message. Oh, I want to say this hard was... Hard hitting, but in, in a very gentle... I mean, he delivered it in a very, very yes, gentle way. But yeah. in a very personal way. What I what I sensed, I mean, is this, this was just super inside of Ryan. Mm. Like, it was like a message that was deeply rooted in who he is as a follower of Christ himself and as a pastor. Um, and it was very testimonial driven. Like he was talking, I mean, it was scripture, scripture was, he was in Romans, oh, yeah. he was in Acts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause he went through, you know, probably the first Holy Spirit based resource that we went John through Bevere. as a staff was the book Holy Spirit by John mm -hmm. Bevere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of what he shared yesterday were his responses to from his prayer journal of kind of like the discussion mm -hmm. prompts that that bevere had in mm -hmm. that book and uh yeah i mean yeah. just to kind of see his his wrestling and his progression but yeah he made a state i'm going to try to find it in my notes here um but just you know back to that idea of of transformation mm -hmm. because you know in acts 8 9 through 25 you you see this encounter yeah philip uh is in samaria mm -hmm. he's preaching people are getting saved uh and then you and then you you have this guy Simon the sorcerer, mm -hmm. Simon the sorcerer, and and he he comes to faith in what we would normally look at as coming to faith, mm -hmm. but then there's this exchange where um, you know uh, Peter and John show up, and after they show up, which that's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've always I've, honestly I've always wrestled with this. Okay, why didn't Holy Spirit show up? sooner mm. i mean because i mean because that's a really interesting thing in this narrative right i mean to the point where you get where is it um eight verse nine well no i mean you go to like 14 okay. 8 14 when the apostles in jerusalem heard that the people of samaria had accepted god's message they sent peter and john there as soon as they arrived they prayed for these new believers to receive the holy spirit the holy spirit had not yet come upon any of them for they had only been baptized in the name of the lord jesus then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. There's what's the answer. Up, what's up with that? There, well, the answer's what's right. What's up with that? There's okay, the answer. Okay. Now, I mean, you're going to go with the laying out of hands. Absolutely. You're going, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> Which, I mean, there is something to that. And we've talked yes. about that. You know, there it is isn't always that. that way though. But it isn't always that way. Yes. But this, this definitely gives like some weight to like, mm -hmm. hmm. But yeah, it's just been one of those questions that always bounces around my mind. Like, yeah. how is it these people come to faith? Philip, who's yeah. preaching, he knows about Holy Spirit. Right. What? Right. What's the hang-up? What, right. what is it? Or was this just, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, we've talked previously about like, hey, this is the lane you run in, this is the lane you run in. Mm -hmm. Are, and again, this could get sideways real fast. Are some people, <laughs> are some people, uh, how do I want to ask this question? Let's go for it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> do you do you think any follower of Jesus can be a conduit of Holy Spirit in the sense that any follower of Jesus can lay hands on another person? Mm -hmm. If that again, if we say that, hey, mm -hmm. that that is a primary, and we want to be careful. We want to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. We're not saying it's every time, and uh, yeah. yes, <laughs> we're not saying it's every time. No, but yeah, can any follower of Jesus? potentially lay hands on another person and impart the Holy Spirit or are yeah. there are there specific people through which 
Holy Spirit will be imparted. Because yeah. I mean, because I mean, it, it's really interesting. Like, Philip's yeah. there. Philip has the Holy Spirit. We see Philip yep. do great things, the, but it's not until Peter and John come right through the laying on of hands yep. that we see Holy Spirit move. We know that Paul references, he talks to Timothy about how him and some of the elders. Mm-hmm. I, I well, don't know. He, here's, the, here's the thing I would say, Josh, and my, this is my own opinion. We're talking opinions now, Josh and I are, of uh, what we think. So I would say that Absolutely. Anyone who follows Jesus can go to another believer in faith, faith being the operative word, lay hands on that other believer and ask for the Holy Spirit. 100% unequivocally that can happen. But we do see uh, throughout the word of God, we don't see that example. Hmm. In fact, we don't see a single example like that. Not one. All the examples we see in the word of God are from leaders or elders of the faith which gets into if if this is philip of acts six philip right philip was a deacon correct not an elder i don't know this is where it gets well i don't know and and, and you you talk about trying to like i'm not trying to confuse this this is the same this is just a really interesting thing Mm -hmm. to me this is the same thing with healing in james five Mm-hmm. James 5 says that the gift of healing, we know that healing is a gift of the Holy Spirit, right? It, not everybody has it. I think sometimes it happens circumstantially. God will speak to a person through the gifting of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on another person. But there's some qualifications. To be an elder. Or you're talking for healing. For healing. Like the confession. Confession. If there is pre, uh, a presence of sin in that person's life. We know this has to be true because not all sickness is caused by sin. Some Correct. is. Absolutely. You know, if I drink like a fish my whole life and I get cirrhosis of the liver, that um, that sickness in my liver is from my choices of, of sin, of, of drunkenness. Well, the which, sin of drunkenness. which is, yeah, which is a sin. That one kind it of doubles sin. up, right? I mean, that's it does. Like, <laughs> so I, I do believe that there is power and authority in the elders of the faith. I do believe that. And that's, you know, when Paul talks to Timothy, I, I yes. believe, I believe he references yes. the elders he does. when the elders laid hands on you. I put a challenge out to listeners and viewers because I just used some superlatives. I don't believe there's an example anywhere in the word of God where the laying on of hands to impart the Holy Spirit happened outside of the elders of the faith. So, but don't take our word for it. Be Bereans. Yes. Be Bereans, which Ryan, which Ryan referenced mm-hmm. yesterday, right? Acts 17, the yes. Bereans, they were commended yes. because they tested everything that they heard. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just take our word for it. I hope you yeah. never just take our word for it, whether it's from the platform on a Sunday morning yes. or anything that we on say this podcast. here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could be lying. Ryan was encouraging us to consider uh, the Bereans as examples to us. They search the scriptures daily to find out whether the things we say are true. But it also talks about them listening like they were eager to, to yes. learn. right? So it's not yeah. this. I, I think that yeah. that's an important distinction because it's not this cynical approach of like, oh, mm-hmm. you guys are probably lying to me. Uh, they wanted to hear yeah. But yeah. they also wanted to be diligent to actually make sure that things that, that they were being taught uh, mm-hmm. lined up with Scripture and mm-hmm. were, were actually within the, 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 the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So be that. But, yeah, this is just that idea of, of mm-hmm. yeah, how does, how does Holy Spirit come? Uh, yeah, that was just always an interesting thing to me that, you know, Philip is there. People are getting saved. Right. And yet Holy Spirit isn't showing up in a, in a 
powerful way. And I, I think that there's, you know, different, different people are going to have different experiences. You mm-hmm. know, my own personal experience, uh, when I was saved, I was, this is a churchy phrase, so just go with me on it. I, I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was saved. So the moment I was saved. Now, I have since experienced it again. Which it is a continuous, you know, and we've talked about this from the flat yeah. platform, right? Like mm-hmm. baptism in the Holy Spirit is not a, a one-time event, mm-hmm. right? That word baptism, again, it's, it's immersion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that we we should always be seeking, mm-hmm. uh, immersion in the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Because this is where you see you see with the 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 early church yeah right it'll be like so and so was filled and they mm-hmm. did this thing right mm-hmm. it's like it's not like they're just constantly like riding high right uh it's something that we have to we have to seek all the time which i'm pretty sure ryan even said something the about scriptures that. say that it says be ye being filled so it's it's actually a present tense command to be filled with the spirit yeah it's, it's, it's always it's, it's, present it's a, it's tense. a continuous yes thing. yes yes so it's yep. not a one-time event so uh i know ryan has said this on stage i've heard other other pastors too uh, I believe in a first baptism, a second baptism, a third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> so whenever you need you it. Can count you count that know. high. And, and one of the things that Ryan mentioned was, you know, part of his morning experience with God is, is to open his hands and ask to be filled with the spirit every day, which I think is a wonderful uh, prayer practice. Which, I mean, he made that, he made that, that statement, right? The infilling of Holy Spirit is something that we should always seek and desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if we don't, I mean, that's like. If you're like, nah, I don't really need any more of the spirit. Like that's yeah. a that's a little bit of a like a yellow flag, yeah. maybe a red flag. Yeah, right. But I mean, not only should we desire it, but we also seek it. Scripture says, mm-hmm. "Seek and you will find." Knock and the door will be answered. Like all these things, right? Like yeah. it's not like God is up there like, oh, 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 am I going to give it to you today? Oh, oh, no. I mean, yeah. he's like often he just he's waiting for us to to come to him and ask. So. And Simon, I think he was thinking that he was asking. Right. In the way that he was, he was seeing it in a sort of a mystical way, sort of a kind of similar to the magic that he'd been a part of before. Uh, It says in in verse 18, when Simon saw that the spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles hands, he offered them money saying, give me this power also so that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. So do you think, (laughs) right? And this is, I jotted this in my notes yesterday as, as, Mm -hmm. as Ryan was, was teaching. Like, do you think that that kind of the heart issue behind that and we don't know i mean right simon isn't here for us to to interview right um but do you think part of the issue is he didn't actually desire the heart transformation of holy spirit Mm -hmm. because he doesn't he doesn't ask for the holy spirit Mm -hmm. he asks that he would be given the ability, it goes mm-hmm. back to what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. He wants to be able to lay hands on people right. and impart that. Yeah. Is it possible that he desires this to kind of increase or at least maintain his reputation as this sorcerer, mm-hmm. right? Because earlier on, like in, in when we first kind of meet Simon, it, you know, he's considered, what is, I mean, what's the language? Like a, the, a great power of God, or, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, uh, NLT says in verse nine, a man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest, this is verse 10, often spoke of him as quote unquote, the great one, the power of God. Mm-hmm. So is it is it that he actually desires Holy Spirit or does he desire power uh, for personal 
gain and, and reputation. I'm going to date myself here, um, but listeners and viewers, how many of you remember the name David Copperfield? Oh, I'm, right. The, I mean, the magician, right. Uh, or illusionist, they would say, uh, you know, a lot of these really uh, big time performing uh, people like David Copperfield, they will create these magic tricks and they actually sell them. You can buy them. I mean, it's, it can be extremely expensive. You can buy card tricks. You can buy all these sorts of things so that then you can perform them. I That's my opinion, Josh. I think that Simon the Sorcerer, uh, this was just a, 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 a trick in his bag that he would want to pull out uh, to use for monetary gain. And let's, let's, let's double click on that. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I, I like double clicking. Do on we have <laughs> Simon, the sorcerers today? Do we have men and women in the name of Jesus in the name of God leveraging the gifts of the Holy spirit in ways that they're, they are fleecing and stealing from the, the people of God. Okay, well, I guess I, I want to double-click on your double-click. <laughs> Do you think in that case, is it actually a gift of the Holy Spirit? Well, because I mean, yeah. here we know we know the Holy Spirit functions. Now, we can abuse things, right? But like, yep. Holy Spirit will always, always, right. always point people to Jesus. And respond in faith. If something is done mm-hmm. in a way that draws attention to me. Right. Do you think that Holy Spirit would continue to pour out a gift on somebody yeah. that that those antics takes credit for right themselves? I, I was just talking. I, I think it was with Caleb the other day, or maybe it was maybe it's Chad. Uh, so you think about some of these uh, faith healers on TV, right? These are charlatans. Now, and I want to say, I want to say, I I tend, yeah, <laughs> I tend to be very cautious. Yeah, I I think we need again be a Berean test yes. everything yes but i do tend to be cautious yeah of accusations yes towards anything i mean you see like context right context yes. of of yes blaspheming the holy spirit this Absolutely. is where this is where the, the pharisees are giving that's where i'm going with this okay okay so, <clears throat> so keep going the people that are doing this like you, you'll hear a preacher on tv who will get on tv and he'll say if you send your your faith gift of a thousand dollars to our ministry you stretch out your hand to the tv you're going to receive your healing with that faith gift of a thousand dollars okay so we know that's that's false teaching that's a that's a fair accusation i i would agree with that yes. that's that's kind of like but, the, the that's like the an inversion of simon yes right here you have somebody one, that is mm-hmm. that's selling you know, these but things. what 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 how good is god how faithful is god when you have a person on the other side of that tv who is believing not even necessarily that this charlatan on the other side of the tv is going to provide this healing but they believe that god can heal mm-hmm. and they do they reach out in faith saying there's a god in heaven there's a creator who can heal me and they receive a healing mm-hmm. <laughs> they receive they receive a physical healing it's like god supersedes all the nonsense and he meets that that son or that daughter right in their their space and their mm. place of faith, and they get a healing. Yep. You know, so I think that God is bigger, and we see that kind of happening in Simon's life. I mean, they could have just said, "Well, your money perish with you, and that's it," which they did say that. <laughs> but they could have just said, "Yeah, your money perish with you. Go die." You know, they they were that's a pretty harsh word it that is. they're sharing with it. Uh, but it could have the, the story could have ended there, but it didn't. So jump in. Yeah. Jump in. Um, Yeah. So in verse 20, Peter told him, may your silver be destroyed with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part 
or share in this matter because your heart is not right before God. So his, his heart is exposed, the motives, which is what I think you were saying. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours. So he calls him to repentance and pray to the Lord that if possible, <laughs> your heart's intent may be forgiven. For I see you were poisoned by bitterness and bound by wickedness. Now, now Simon Peter uh, or Simon, the sorcerer's response is amazing. Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Okay. This is amazing. Okay, I'll, I'll, and we don't know. So this is this yeah. is this is conjecture. <clears throat> Do you think? And I, I have the, <laughs> I have the advantage of <laughs> having a conversation with Ryan yeah. as he was kind of prepping for this message. So, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to set you up. But, okay. but, do you think that was genuine repentance on Simon's part? Are we going to see Simon in eternity? I do. Okay. And the reason I believe that is because I, I think given the context of where Simon came from, it, and I also think that this is why the Samaritans didn't experience the spirit when Philip was there. It was cultural. What could have they, hmm. what could have they handled? What could have they, be, we know that Samaritans were this mixed group of people, mm -hmm. so many pagan uh, um, influences coming in. Simon clearly involved in paganism. Uh, I think he was, he was recognizing like what this, this pronouncement of judgment of his wickedness, if he didn't repent was a real thing. Like this could be serious. It's like, man, ask God, pray for me, pray for me, confessing. So by praying, by asking for prayer, I think there's an admittance that what the person just said to him was true. Okay. There was a belief in saying, yeah, man, I don't, I don't want that to happen to me. Okay. So don't, don't quote me on this because my memory is not awesome. Um, but it seems like I was having a conversation with Ryan last week as he was kind of talking through some of the, the, mm -hmm. the aspects of this message. <clears throat> and if I remember correctly, like he had found some church, early church fathers mm -hmm. actually referenced Simon the sorcerer as as somebody who actually ended up starting a cult oh no like you kind of i don't i mean i don't <clears throat> again i haven't looked at it sure. myself so sure. I, I probably shouldn't even be saying it because sure. i haven't i haven't <laughs> i haven't gone to see what the church father said but i was just curious because sure. i mean because it is like a mm -hmm. kind of a cool way that he comes back and he's like oh man yeah um but is it similar to how i believe it's ahab who was king in Samaria? Mm -hmm. um Right. You know, after one of the pronouncements of judgment from Elijah, I think it was. Yes. He's like, oh, man, like, pray, pray about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but ultimately Ahab yeah. still ended up not being a great guy. No. So. <laughs> his wife was worse. Yeah, his wife, yes. His wife was worse. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. But no, so I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious. <clears throat> I do. I think there's some cultural things there, but yeah, I, I don't know that we could ever know for sure. No, we're not going to. Again, this yeah. is, this is conjecture. I mean, we yeah. don't, we don't have. Uh, a passage that that tells us mm -hmm. one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, see if there's anything else in my notes. It, where, where else? Where well, else? Well, the you deficiency, going the deficiency side of things, uh, I thought was really interesting from Ryan, uh, just talking about, um, you know, that you you can't walk this life without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And he challenged us, you know, to really consider: are there things that you're basically trying to do on your own like are there things that you're doing in your own strength that you just keep hitting a brick wall maybe it's time for a change maybe it's time to be open uh to the holy spirit and i i had that that same word in my mind uh from matthew 7 ask search and knock mm -hmm. that the 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 lord when we ask for uh bread 
He's not going to give us a stone, right? He's not going to give us a serpent, uh, what the scriptures say. Um, but this this spills into another section that I think is important. So uh, this is Matthew 7, verse 7. It will be given to you. Seek and you will f- ask and it will be given to you. Sorry. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, here here's the part that, that kind of stood out, I felt like was coming to the surface with Ryan's message. Uh, verse 13, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. There are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. So Ryan was really talking about, uh, you know, if there's bad fruit in your life, maybe it's because you don't have the, the spirit. Maybe which, you don't have this, which is not to say, oh man, like I sinned yesterday. Like I must not, have, mm-hmm. that's not, no, that's not what we're saying. No. But I mean, it, it, a, a lot of it gets back to that idea of, again, transformation. Mm-hmm. Right. And we talked about this last week, right. Mm-hmm. With the idea of cultural Christianity. Right. We're like, man, if my life doesn't look any different from Ryan said pr- this predominant culture, mm-hmm. if my life with Jesus mm-hmm. doesn't look any different than my life before Jesus, Ryan said, "Maybe there's a problem there." Well, that's not what he said. <laughs> did you did you remember the word he said? Well, I'm he tra- said maybe you weren't converted. Maybe oh, you yeah. weren't well, saved. I mean, he shared. I didn't. I didn't take a picture because it was like a. It was like a gut punch. Uh, it was. I mean, I mean, not. I'm not worried. No, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm not worried personally. No, but like yeah. like that A.W. To- Tozer quote Ooh, that he shared was, was fire. Was like, okay, yep, maybe. Uh, yeah, if your life doesn't look any different, this is my this is my paraphrase. Yeah, if your life doesn't look any different, maybe you're not actually uh, saved. And then we so, get back to the conversations that you and I've had for thirty some episodes here, uh, <laughs> and and it's the episode is qu- the quantifiable versus qualitative question, mm. right? So, how is there a quantity of fruits of the spirit? that that fit me into this socket that make me this thing right mm-hmm. um it is a matter of constitution which is where i think the text goes next are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles in the same way every good tree produces good fruit but a bad tree produces bad fruit a good tree can't produce bad fruit neither can a bad tree produce good fruit every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire so you'll recognize them by their fruit that's a strong strong word jesus well said i mean so when we read when we read in galatians 5 the fruit of the spirit yeah it's not that and this is i think a mistake and it gets again little connection with last week Mm -hmm. it's not about just oh i've got to really work on being patient right wrong wrong like right. it's it's not about me right trying to if holy spirit is in me and i'm mm-hmm. surrendered to what he's trying to mm-hmm. do i will become more patient mm-hmm. that's that's the fruit of holy spirit within yep. me and ryan said this we're not fruit ju- ju- we don't judge fruit 
We're, we're gardeners, right? We just inspect it. We just say this is or this isn't. We're not saying you don't have enough fruit. Right. And that, and that, yeah. that's the, yeah, that quantifiable that, versus quantitative. qualitative. Yeah. 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 And I, I, that was, that was probably one of the more challenging parts of the message was just to, because it did require some examination, like to say that, but Josh and I are going to toot the horn again of spiritual <laughs> disciplines and practices, because the spiritual disciplines and practices are the environment that we place ourselves in to be exposed to the work of the Holy Spirit in order to become more like Jesus. You go with the fruit, right? Ryan, you know, mm -hmm. from I think probably the first uh, teaching in the more series, mm -hmm. he says spiritual disciplines are the ecosystem in which the garden of transformation grows. Yes. Right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> sticking with that agricultural, mm -hmm. you know, picture trees, fruit, right? Like the, the disciplines create the space for us mm -hmm. to allow Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to work in us to grow the fruit. Mm -hmm. So, yes. And the warning that we always want to share about spiritual disciplines and practices, it isn't the practices themselves right. that are doing the thing in our lives. It's us showing up in with those practices and God begins to move through them. And, and we could say that I could say that in my own life. God is continuing to change my life through the spiritual disciplines and practices. And what's interesting, you talk about the fruit examination. He, he quoted um, uh, David Guzik as well. Um we need to look at that on the other side because spiritual formation is not Christian friends. It's not even a faith thing. You are being spiritually formed all day, every day, your mm -hmm. spirit, who you are inside of you is being formed and shaped into the image of the things that you submit yourself to the spiritual disciplines and practices, whether uh, from the, the scriptures, from faith or whatever they are. Let's, let's, let's do an example there. Josh and I, we've talked about this. Uh, before as as a man right red-blooded man will say <laughs> if i expose myself to images if i'm watching a show on tv that's constantly got um scantily clad women that are not lisa who is my wife uh and i am taking that into the window of my soul this is what jesus calls it that is, I'm putting fertilizer on a seed that's already in me. Jesus because said in Mark 7. Because of the flesh. Yeah. The flesh, there's fornication and adultery. There's all these things inside. So I'm fertilizing this seed that already lives in within me, this nature. And I'm being spiritually formed into a spiritual being who will have thoughts and actions that are in opposition to the God of the universe. This is why putting ourselves in the garden of, of formation through the spiritual disciplines and practices it is so important. This is why we we know a study of over 25,000 Christians worldwide. If you get into the word of God once a week, nothing will happen in your life. You won't change at all. If you get in the word of God twice a week, nothing will happen in your life. You'll just be reading a historical book. You get into the word of God three days a week, I mean, starts to tip the needle, just, just a little bit of change. But when you go four days out of the week, which is the majority of a seven day week, right? Your life begins to be transformed by the word of God and you become more like Jesus. So it, it's about, so, so we, then we start saying, well, wait a minute, J Josh and JB, that is a quantitative measurement. <laughs> yes, it is. And so you need to think about that. <laughs> 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 but it, but it, but it, but I think even that gets yeah. to the heart of it. it like, is. yeah, 
if I if I rail against that <clears throat> and say, oh, now you guys are putting a legalism, yeah. you're you're making it legalistic. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, what is it? What is in in like if I if I rail against that, what is it in me? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I I, I don't want to read the Bible for it like that. That Why don't kind of you? betrays mm -hmm. some heart issue within me. You yeah. just go ahead and slam that door in. It's cool. Like, we're good. <laughs> He's all being super quiet and ninja-like <laughs> over there. It was great. Um, yeah. No, I mean, so so that that it's the same thing with other disciplines, right? Like, conversations I have with people about, about generosity or, you mm -hmm. know, tithing. Well, you know, does it have to be 10%? Man, I think God calls us to 10% is the minimum. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... You see above and beyond, right? Think like, about the why, right? And we talk about the motivations all the time, Josh, but if my motivation for doing any spiritual discipline or practice is to get to heaven, I'm in big trouble. Mm -hmm. That is the tipping point. That is your metric. That is the sieve. That is how you judge whether a spiritual discipline or practice is going to be unhealthy. If you look at a spiritual discipline and practice and say, uh, by doing this, I know that God's going to meet me through the Holy Spirit and I'm going to become more like the Jesus who saved me. There you go. That's healthy. That's that's something that you want to pursue. Right. If we're doing it to to earn gain favor. merit or gain mm -hmm. favor with the Lord or like, ooh, if I fast like four times, maybe God will answer the prayer that I've mm -hmm. got. Eh, we've, uh, you know, we're turning into Mormons. What, what if I fast so that I can pray the way God wants me to pray? Because God always answers prayers that are in his will. Mm -hmm. And when I fast, then I become, become a little bit more aware. My ears become open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I begin to pray the way that God's will mm -hmm. is. And the prayers get Which answered. Which means those will be answered. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fasting is important. I want to, uh, you know, one we're of the things long. you said earlier. No, it's, oh, we, we're I mean, we've been hitting about an hour. So, I mean, so I, think, I think we're all right. Um, but, I mean, when it ta you talked about those kind of those inputs, right? Philippians mm -hmm. 4.8. It's kind of one of those uh, mm -hmm classic uh passages right uh now to your brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable mm. right and pure and lovely and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise uh i mean so he mm -hmm. gives us kind of this criteria to to use as we look at the things that we are taking in this this to your 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 point that we are always we are constantly being formed spiritually mm-hmm so that's where, and we've talked before about media. We've talked about music and mm -hmm. movies and TV, yep. right? Like, how are those things forming me? Yeah. Uh, are these things that are true and honorable, right and pure, lovely, admirable, mm -hmm. right? I think Paul gives us like a pretty good filter yeah. Yeah. to overlay uh, onto mm -hmm. the things that we consume because they are they are forming us, yeah, uh, one way or the other. I think so, ultimately, though, you know, this message, the faith that isn't is it really was uh, a call from Ryan towards examination and seeking, you know, asking the Lord, if I sense deficiency in my life, then maybe I need to be open to more of the Holy Spirit, which was the shirts that everybody had on. Uh, and, and I would say that would be our call to you as well. We're not saying that uh, you're ever going to arrive or that you're ever going to, to get enough of the Holy spirit. And that's a good thing. Are you hungry? You know, Ryan asked that in, in a, in a staff meeting was it last week, you know, are you seeking the Lord for gifts for the gifts of the spirit? What gift are you asking for? And that question alone is like, well, am I asking at all? Am I asking or, or receiving a posture, a, a sense of openness to what the Lord wants to do? Uh, so I would say to listeners and, and uh, viewers, 
take that admonition from Ryan. Take that admonition, the faith that isn't, and and admit. I don't care who you are. Admit that you are deficient. Mm. Admit that you have a need because you do. We all do. Mm-hmm. We're on this side of the ground, <laughs> right? We, we need God's work in our lives. We need to come like, like, you, you know, the woman, uh, Jesus is sitting around the table and, um, this woman approaches him. She's not of the, a, a, a Jewish descent. And, and Jesus says, you know, this is only for Jewish people. And she says, but even the dogs pick up the crumbs that fall from the table table. And Jesus tells her great, no greater faith. I mean, this is an amazing thing. She's saying, I'm hungry. I'm needy. I don't care if I'm Jewish or not. I know that you have what I need and I will take the crumbs. I'll take whatever you have. So what's that? What's that? How are we approaching God? Are we approaching God with like, I'm good. I'm cool. I go to church. I pay my 10%. I, I, I uh, volunteer at the soup kitchen or whatever I might do versus coming to God and saying, woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. You know, I need you, Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit in my life more than ever. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years with Christ. I need you more than ever. And the closer you get to God, isn't that what happens? Like the more you know or think you know about the scriptures, the less you know. The more you realize you need him. <laughs> and the more need. Man, it's so true. It's so true. No, that's good. Yeah, I mean, Ryan kind of closed with that, that idea the gap between Jesus and the fullness of the Holy Spirit is the intent of the heart. And then he asked mm. that reflection question, which I think all of us would do all the wrestle mm. with. Is there anything in my heart that's holding me back? Anything. Anything. What? I mean, maybe it's. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's sin. Maybe mm-hmm. there's there's fear. You know, Ryan, he yeah. was transparent again. Like for him, it was like he saw oh, some weirdness. I don't I don't know if mm-hmm. I want that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you 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 have that. Mm-hmm. People see particular gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And think, well, man, I really don't want that. If that's what Holy Spirit, and maybe is. rightly so. And so we kind of like cut <laughs> yeah. ourselves off based yeah. on uh, expressions mm-hmm. we don't particularly like. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I think that's a heart thing, right? It is. We know, and we've talked about this before, right? Like. The Father, and, and you read it in, in, in Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. He gives good gifts. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit gives a gift, it is good. It's good. Mm-hmm. If we think it's weird, right, that's that's on that's on us. That's mm-hmm. a hard issue for us. Mm-hmm. Because for us to say, I don't want that gift, this is to question the goodness of the gift giver. Mm. And that's not a... Yeah. Well, Ryan said uh, many, many messages ago, you know, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it's true. You know, we, we do take the things of God and twist and warp. But we talked a little bit about that earlier in this podcast, yeah. you know, and Simon the Sorcerer was ultimately trying to do that. You know, he was trying to kind of twist and, and do things. I would say in, in closing, if, if you're a viewer or a watcher of this podcast and Radiant Life is your home church. Even if you're not, let me rephrase that listener and viewer, wherever you worship, if there are people of faith in that, in that place, elders of the faith that will believe and and lay hands on you and pray for the gifts of the Holy spirit or pray for you to be filled with the Holy spirit, go do that. 
Mm-hmm. Go ask for that this Sunday. If you're sick, go to the elders in your church and 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 ask for for anointing with oil and a prayer of faith for healing. Just do what Ryan said. Be open to the move of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so I know I'm going on here long, but all right. we had this lady. We called her Seven Foot Sandy. Um, I know. I just went whoa it, sideways. What? <laughs> uh, a beautiful. This is a real person. Spe- real person. Okay. Sandy Miller's her name. I should send her this. A beautiful person, a messianic believer in the faith. She is close to seven feet tall. Uh, she was a professional basketball player. Uh, really, really special person. Um, and Sandy, many, many years ago, uh, when the church that I was a part of, we were considering messianic and Hebrew roots and these kinds of things. Some of you know my story there. Um, and a lot of this, and even Jesus himself, was Jewish, right? So this comes from Jewish roots. Um, and at that time, the people I was worshiping with, like we were like dead set. Like if it wasn't here in this Bible, like if the tradition can be found here, like that's trash and garbage and like idolatry and just, you know, really, really hardcore pendulum swings. And I remember, I'll never forget, Sandy said to us, she would say, what are you afraid of? Do you believe that the God who formed you in your mother's womb, who loves you, gave his own son to die for you, is going to lead you and guide you and take you down a path that's going to harm and hurt you? What are you afraid of? And I think a lot of what we deal with when it comes to the Holy Spirit is that fear. And so coming back to the truths of who God is, God is this loving father. He is Abba, right? He is this creator who will never lead you into weirdness. You know, and if you go to the elders of your church or, or, or uh, even Radiant Life, come to see Josh or I, and, and we, we pray, just trust the Lord, you know, just trust God. And God's never going to, he's not going to lead you astray. It's always going to be for your good. No, oh, that's good. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been episode 31. Yeah. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this has been this has been fun. Apparently, uh, mm-hmm. no, we're not shooting next week, so you will. Uh, Maybe we will. Well, yeah, we, we'll, we'll have to. We'll we'll powwow here and uh, and yeah. figure that out. Yeah, but uh, if there's not an episode next week, that's why. Yes, because uh, just schedules didn't uh, align. So still, everyone like subscribe and share this episode. Uh, maybe you've got friends and family who have been exposed to weirdness in the Holy Spirit, and they need to see Ryan's message from yesterday. They need to hear Josh and I's bantering about it. Uh, and, and so share this episode and share the message, share mm-hmm. Ryan's message as well on your social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever audio platform you're listening on or uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We put stuff out there all the time, stuff about our life groups. There's some, all kinds of things. So, which those are uh, yeah. actually signups right now. You should sign up for a summer life group. Yeah. Those Sturgis people in the area. The uh, good we radio. have some that spread out a little bit too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. so jump in. Yeah. Get signed up for a life group. Yeah. Do uh do community with people. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. We'll see you guys next God time. God bless. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out the Radiant Life. Dot church. That's the Radiant Life dot church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at the Radiant Life dot church. That's podcast at the Radiant Life dot church. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.